following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody. Well, let's give Jesus a big shout of praise all over the house. Come on. Come on, it's Holy Week Revival. Let's act like it for one moment. Come on, give him some. Hey. Anybody ready for God to just absolutely move here today? I feel like this section right here is super saved. (laughs) Pastor Brad said, are you going to sing when you get up? I said, man, I was until I heard Torin. Jesus, while you're standing, uh, I just want to show uh, some love and honor to a great man uh, that you love and that I love, but I just, I think the world of Pastor Rex Johnson, I know you do too, but you're the best. I really do, I mean it. Um, I found some old sermons of yours on YouTube. You had brown hair. But I think you look better with age. You're, you're like a fine wine. Though I'm a Pentecostal, so I don't know about it, but that's what I heard. But today when I saw Pastor Rex, he said, I'm wearing my skinny jeans. And I said, well, I'm wearing my jacket. So we're kind of we're meshing. I know you love your pastors, but one more time, can you put your hands together? We love you. The best. One of the greatest preachers in the world. Go ahead and be seated. Look at your neighbor. Tell them Holy Week Revival is happening right now. Come on, let them know. Ezekiel 37. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to How great Thou art, how great Thou art. You young people don't know this song, we're going to teach it to you. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to How great Thou art, how great Thou art, you have the name above all names, and you are worthy of all praise, let Him know in my heart. If you want to stand, it is revival. It's our God. Yeah. You have the name above all names. Lord, and you are worthy of all praise. And my heart 
God. So let's let him know, let's let him know how great, say how great is our God. Oh, sing with me how great is our God. Oh, and all will sing how great, how great is our God. Let him know he's great. Come on, give him praise one more time. Well, I think it is our custom to stand. So Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 10. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10. So much to read, and I'm trying to decide where to go. But, so we'll just stand for all of it. Here we go. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10. God grabbed me. God grabbed me. This is the message translation. God grabbed me. And God's spirit took me up and set me down in the middle of an open plain covered in bones he led me around among them a lot of bones and there were bones all over the plain dry bones bleached by the sun and he said to me son of man can these bones live and I said master God only you know that so he said to me prophesy to the bones dry bones listen to the message of God God the master told the dry bones watch this I'm bringing the breath of life to you And you'll come to life. And I'll attach sinews to you. I'll put meat on your bones. I'll cover you with skin. I'll breathe life into you. You'll come alive and you'll realize that I'm God. And so I prophesied just as I commanded. I I said what God said. I said what God said. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, oh, a rustling. And the bones moved together. They came together bone by bone. I kept watching sinews form, then muscles on the bones, and then skin stretched over the bone. But they had no breath. They had no breath. God forbid we, we come together, but there's no breath. God forbid we have structure and form and even muscle. God forbid we look alive, but we have no breath. God said it's not enough just to assemble. <laughs> So he said, you got to talk to the breath. Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Tell the breath. God, the master says, come from the four winds. Come, O breath. Breathe on these slain bodies. Breathe life. So I prophesied just as he commanded. And breath entered them, and they came alive, and they stood up on their feet, a huge army. Can you say amen to God's word? I want to, uh, for just... Just a few minutes, I don't want to keep you all night, but just for a few minutes, I want to preach what to do in a valley. What to do in a valley. Father, speak now, we pray. Holy Spirit, breathe on this moment. In the mighty name, the matchless name, the the marvelous name of your son Jesus, we pray. Everyone said amen and amen. You can be seated. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. What to do. In a valley, what to do in a dry place, what to do when it feels like death is all around you. What do I do in a hard place? What do I do in the place of mystery? What do I do when the sun is not shining and the birds are not chirping? What do I do in the dark place? 
I want to just give you a few things from the text that I think is going to build your faith and move you forward in a radical way. And at the end of this service, I believe the Holy Spirit is just going to blow through this room with his power and his grace. And I believe a lot of people are going to be touched. Can I hear an amen, everybody? Shout out to the balcony, the rapture section. If the rapture happens tonight, you go first. Tell us how it is. After y'all, we're going to overflow because God is the God of overflow, so they're going next. And then we're going out too, all right? What to do in a valley? Here's the first thing if you're, if you're a note taker. The, the first thing that you must do in a valley is you must know that God is with you. Huh. Verse 1 tells us, God grabbed me. I must admit, I do love the classical King James Version that says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Sometimes I may not like my circumstance, and sometimes I may not like my situation. But friend, never forget this. Even if you feel like you're in a valley low today, even if you feel like you're in a dark place today, even if you feel like you're in a graveyard today, even if it feels like death is surrounding you, you must know that God is still with you. Do not let the circumstance lie to you and tell you something that is not true. That even in a dry place, even in a low place, even in a valley place, the hand of the Lord is upon me. God has grabbed me. God is still with me. And if God is with me, God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? And I may not love my circumstance, but I love my God. And I know that even in the dark place, even in the valley, God is with me. So yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to to fear any evil because God's with me, because the hand of the Lord is upon me, because God has grabbed a hold of me. God's with you tonight, friend. You may know it, you may not. You may feel it, you may not. For some of you during worship, you felt the Holy Ghost. You, your goosebumps had goosebumps. Your tears had tears. You, you, I mean, you just knew Jesus was in the place. And others of you, it took every ounce of faith. It took every ounce of hope. It took every ounce of trust just to get yourself in this building today. And there you find yourself in overflow because you was late because Austin traffic is possessed by the devil. And everything in you wanted to leave and everything in when you wanted to go home. But you're still here right now and you're listening to this preacher and this preacher has come from Las Vegas, Nevada to tell you, God's with you. Oh, look at your neighbor, tell him God's with you, God's with you, God's with you. So I may be in a valley of dry bones right now, but God's with me. I may feel like I'm surrounded by death right now, but I know God's with me. I might feel like I'm in a graveyard right now, but I know God's with me. Please don't judge my story by this current scene. Please don't judge my destiny by this current chapter. I know it's a little bit dead right now. I know it's a little bit dry right now. I know it's a little bit dark right now, but the hand of the Lord is upon me. God has grabbed me and God will not let God, excuse me, I'm preaching. I'm only two minutes into this thing. I, I meant to warm up, but you can't warm up at Christian life. You just got, you, it's a 10 the whole time. God's with me. So I will not fear because the hand of the Lord is upon me. Do not let the circumstance steal your perspective. I refuse to let resistance discourage me. The fight does not prove I'm alone. The fight proves I'm called.
The resistance only proves that God is with me, God is for me, and God is moving me into a greater level. So the enemy wants to discourage you in a valley. The enemy wants to discourage you in a dry place. But the only thing a dry place proves is that you need God. Don't let the resistance make you run from God. Let it make you run right to God. (laughs) And by the way, friend, if you're in a valley, maybe you are the Ezekiel of God in the valley. Maybe you're in a valley in your family situation. Maybe you're in a valley at work. Maybe you're in a a valley in, 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 in a financial situation. Maybe you are the Ezekiel that God is calling and anointing and ordaining to prophesy to that thing, to speak to that thing, to declare to that thing, to walk into that thing and bring a change to it. Maybe the whole reason you're in it is because you've been the one anointed to bring people out of it. Oh, anybody ready to break some curses over your family? Anybody ready to prosper like never before? So maybe I'm in a fight, but maybe God is just anointing my head with oil, and he's called me to break it. So though it looks like death all around me, I'm not dead. And if I'm still breathing, I'm still called. If I'm still alive, that means I still have breath in my lungs. And if I still have breath in my lungs, I can still prophesy, thus saith the Lord. And friend, our city, our city needs a church that has been grabbed by God. A church that has been apprehended by heaven. A a church that can declare the hand of the Lord is upon us. Not a perfect church, they don't exist. Not a church that has never made a mistake. Not a group of people that have never been through anything. But rather a group of people that can say in in everything and in every season the hand of the Lord has been upon me. And God has been faithful. And God has been my sustainer. And God has been my way maker. And God has, has caused mountains to bow down and valleys to rise up and crooked paths to be made straight. And God has made a way where there was no way. And what God did for me, God can do for you. Uh, this, this city does not need perfect Christians with perfect testimonies that live a perfect life. Uh, uh, this city needs a broken people that can say, I've been through some things. I've I've walked through some things. I've I've tasted death before. I've I've been where you've been. I felt what you felt. But God has sustained me and what God did for me, God can do for you. Anybody in here with a testimony? Can I get 50 people with a testimony to take a praise break right now and just thank God that you're still alive? Oh, even in the overflow, give them a shout. If you're on Facebook right now, give them a shout and scare everyone in your house. Hey! Because I shouldn't be on this pulpit right now. I shouldn't be preaching. I shouldn't be helping people. I shouldn't be leading the church. I should be dead somewhere. But here I am by the grace of God. Be seated, be seated. Our city needs a church that has been grabbed by God. A church that God has gotten a hold of. A church that has been apprehended by heaven. A church that will cry out, God is for you and God is with you and God will never leave you and God cares about you and God's hand is upon you. Friend, I just want you to know tonight God 
is with you. Number two, when you're in a valley, look for the possibility. Look for the possibility. Hey, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ezekiel saw bones. God saw possibility. Ezekiel saw a graveyard. God saw possibility. Ezekiel saw very dry bones, but God saw a miracle. To Ezekiel, it was hopeless, but to God, the conditions were perfect. Friends, stop looking for the bad and find the possibility even in the valley. Because every one of us, we, it's because of our sin nature, we have a natural bent towards negativity. It's just easy. Oh, just my luck. Where do, we, where do we come up with this stuff? I was driving to church. My tire blew out. Just my luck. My tire blew out right there. No, you just haven't changed your tires. Wasn't the devil? Not, nothing, nothing to do with luck, nothing to do with God. Don't change your tires, they're going to blow eventually. We have this natural bent. It's rainy outside, you go, oh, there, my hip, my arthritis. Oh, man, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this rain, if it, I'll never quit. But then when it's dry outside, you go, look at that. A drought. God's judging America. I knew it. I knew it was coming. It's going to start with Texas. I just knew it. We have this natural bent towards negativity. Stop looking for what's wrong. Finding the obvious is not a gift of the Spirit. Finding what's wrong takes no spiritual maturity. Look for the good, friend. Look for the possibility. Look for the God factor. Look for, for where God can move. It looks hopeless, but I don't, I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. Ezekiel, can these bones live? Recently, a friend of mine was out golfing. He's not a good golfer, but he was with two preachers who were good golfers. And so they were at a par three. And if, basically what that means is you can, you can get on the green in one shot. And so they were on a, kind of on a, a hill, and they were hitting down into a, a, a lower green. But the sun was setting. So as the first preacher hit, the ball went into the sun, and then it kind of disappeared, and then it came out of the sun, and boom, hit the green. Next preacher, good golfer, boom, into the sun, man, hit the green again, kind of rolled off the green, but still a pretty good shot. So the third guy, you know, he didn't know what he was doing, he's swinging a club like a baseball bat, he was hating his life, and, but sure enough, you know, he hit it, and it went into the sun, and it disappeared. <laughs> and he threw that club, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, <laughs> it wasn't, he threw, some of y'all were judging me, I could feel, I felt... There was a spirit of judgment right here. And so, so he threw that club. He said, I give up. I'm done with this. The sun just ate my ball. I'm done. <laughs> and he said, rest of the, rest of the, the round, I'm just going to drive you all around. I ain't even going to play. 
And they said, oh, no, come on, come on. Do another mulligan, do another one. Nope, nope, I'm done, I'm done. Well, as he's arguing, complaining, throwing clubs, the, the group of guys in front of him are freaking out. They're cheering, they're high-fiving. They're, I mean, they're jumping. And, and out of his mouth he goes, well, at least somebody had a good shot. They get in the golf cart and they drive down the hill and they get to the green. Sure enough, there's the first ball. There's the second ball. And he goes, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to go pull the flag for you. So he goes to the, to the hole to grab the flag and he goes, oh, look at that. Those guys left their ball here. <laughs> the balcony's feeling me right now. So he goes and grabs the ball, Pastor. True story. I'm preaching, but I'm telling the truth. I promise. He grabs that ball and he goes, look at that, a Titleist three, just like I had. The crew comes around on their golf carts. Bro, dude, man. They didn't even know each other. They go, are you a pro or something? He goes, what? And they go, you're not even excited. You're not even taking a picture. You don't even care. He said, what are you talking about? They said, you got a hole in one. And you're, you don't even care. <laughs> this guy was so bent towards the negative, he couldn't see the hole in one that was right in front of him. How many of us are missing the possibility because we've already set out that it's going to be a bad day, it's going to be a bad week. Well, 2018 is going to be just like every other year. Well, this is going to be like everything else. No, friend, look for the hole in one. Look for the possibility. Why do you start saying this is going to be a hole in one week? This is going to be a this is going to be a hole in one year. We're going to have a better year than we've ever had. We're going to have a better marriage than we've ever had. Man, things are really going to turn around in our favor. Come on, stop looking for the negative and look for the hole in one. Can these bones live? Can a miracle happen? Can can we reach our city? Can a relationship be restored? Can your body be healed? Can, can we build this building and do everything God's called us to do? Can we build this building and do everything God's called us to do? So I'm not going to stare at the problem. I'm not going to be afraid of the fight. I'm not going to be intimidated by the issue. I'm, I'm looking for possibility. I'm looking for the hand of the Lord to be moving. I'm, I'm choosing to see the good. A hopeless situation is an invitation for God to move. Oh, look for the possibility. Look for the breakthrough. Look for the hand of the Lord to move in your life. But once you look for it, here's number three. Take a step into the unknown. So God says, can it happen? But now we've got to do something. But I love what Ezekiel says, verse 3. Oh, man, it really encourages me. He goes, oh, Lord, verse 3, you know, <laughs> that's like a super spiritual way of saying, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I love that God wasn't like, can these bones live? And Ezekiel's like, well, praise God, hallelujah, glory to God, absolutely, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. He didn't say that. You know what he did? He, he said yes with a question mark. Come on, somebody. He went, yeah? 
<laughs> like, you know how bad someone's doing by their answer? So you go, hey, how are you doing? If they say, oh, I'm doing good, that's one thing. But if they go, yeah, yeah, I'm doing good, that's another thing. But if their hand gets higher up their face, you know they're doing work. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right, you know. <laughs> how you doing? Yeah, yeah, man, it's just been, yeah, it's okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where, that's where God and Ezekiel were. Ezekiel, can these supposed to? Yeah, yeah, Lord, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Lord. Hey, I got good news for you. God will take a yes with a question mark. Can these bones if Yeah. Can your marriage get better? Can you break through? Yeah, I mean. Lord, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you are God. (laughs) Hear me, friend, if God is asking the question, he already has the answer. (laughs) Can these bones live? Yes. But friend, you got to take that that step into the unknown. Jamin, did God call you to move to Vegas and plant a church? Yeah. Every Sunday afternoon's a little different. <laughs> Did God call you to start that business? Maybe. <laughs> and that's okay. You don't need perfect faith. You just need faith in the perfect one. And, and by the way, that little pit in your stomach isn't such a bad thing. It's kind of a good thing. That little thing that kind of wakes you up in the middle of the night and goes, oh man, I hope, I'm, I hope I heard from God. That's all right because that puts you back on your knees. That keeps you close to Jesus. That keeps you seeking God. That keeps you pressing in. Hey, we supposed to build this building? Yeah. I, I remember I was talking to my pastor. I said, Pastor, Pastor Jensen Franklin, I said, Pastor, I think we're supposed to go to Vegas and plant a church. And he said, have you heard from God? And I said, I think. And he looks back and he goes, that's about all you're going to get. But God will take it, I think. A maybe. A, a, a yeah, Lord, you know. He'll take Peter walking out on the water going, Lord, if it's you. Little pit in your stomach, just that little thing, that little reminder. I need Jesus. I need God more than I've ever needed God. Hear me, friend. Faith takes guts. And you'll never usually know the whole thing. Because if you knew the whole thing up front, you wouldn't say yes. So when God shows Joseph the vision, he does not show him the pit or Potiphar's wife or the prison. (laughs) God just, I heard it said he's Jehovah sneaky. You know what I'm saying? Like he just leaves a couple of details out. (laughs) Because if we knew everything, we wouldn't say yes to the call. But friends, say yes to the call even if you don't know everything that's about to happen. Because I would rather be uncomfortable with Jesus than comfortable without Jesus. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand days in the tents of a wicked 
Lord, you know. So I'm going to take a step of faith and I'm going to believe God. Oh, come on, give him a shout of praise. I'm going I'm to keep moving. Take the risk. Take the step. Try. Just try. Try something. I love this in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6. Uh, Jonathan look, looks at his servant and he says, hey, we're going to go fight. We're going to go fight the enemy. I love, I love this. He goes, perhaps the Lord will give us the victory. That's in your Bible, people. Perhaps the Lord will help us. <laughs> another, another one, another translation says, maybe the Lord will help us. Not, I've heard from God, thus saith the Spirit of the Lord. We shall have the victory. Jonathan goes up to his servant, he's like, hey, let's go pick a fight with the enemy. Maybe God will let us win. And you know what? His servant said, I'm with you, heart and soul. I feel Jesus. I feel like running. But I had a lot of barbecue for lunch. Hey, I'm just being honest. What if Pastor Johnson got up here and he said, let's build a building. Perhaps the Lord will help us build it. Hey, a lot of people moving to Austin. Maybe we should build a bigger building. And our response should be, absolutely, Pastor. That's all I need. All I need is a maybe. I'm with you heart and soul. Perhaps the Lord, that's all I need from you. Let's build the building. Hundreds of thousands of people moving to this city. We need more room. We got people in overflow. We need more room. We got people in the balcony. We need more room. Why not? The city's growing. Let's grow. The city's multicultural. Let's be multicultural. The city's creative. Let's be creative. The city's diverse. Let's be diverse. Let's build. Let's grow. The city's growing. Why don't we grow? I don't need a thus saith the Lord from you. I need a maybe. And if you'll give me a maybe, I'll give you, I'm with your heart and soul. Oh, if you're with your pastor, heart and soul, give him a shout. Come on. That's all I need. I went to Vegas and I pulled some people together in a coffee shop. And I said, there's 2.2 million people in the city. They're projecting it's going to be 3.5 million in the next 20 years. I don't think we need a thus saith the Lord. We're the sixth most unchurched city in America. I think that pretty much says it. Let's plant more churches. Let's build bigger buildings. Let's start new campuses. Let's reach more people. That's all I need to take a step into the unknown. Come on, start that business. Forgive that person. Apply for that scholarship. Go after that building. Reach this city. Believe God for greater things. God will take a yes with a question mark. But we still got to say yes. Number four, when you're in a valley, prophesy to the situation. Stop talking about your valley and start talking to your valley. 
<laughs> Stop talking about the dry bones and start talking to the dry bones. Stop talking about your situation on Facebook every day. Woe is me. Wah, 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 wah. Like you used to get a lot of engagement, a lot of likes, you know, six months ago when you were talking about this thing. But we over it. Stop talking about it. Start talking to it. Get the word of the Lord on it. Become a prophet to your own house, Dad. Begin to speak, thus saith the Lord, over your children, Mama. Come on, you become a prophet in your own house and begin to declare the thus saith the Lord. Now, here's, here's prophecy. Prophecy is not speaking in, in King James and it's not, it's not just trying to, to predict something. Prophecy, here's how my pastor Jensen Franklin says, prophecy is future talk. It's just talking about the future. Prophecy is talking about better days. Prophecy in the, in the Hebrew language is to speak under divine inspiration. Huh. Well, Jabin, what, what, what is divinely inspired? This thing right here? For all scripture has been given by inspiration of God. Literally in the Greek language, it's been God-breathed. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Friend, if you don't know what to say, you say this. And you speak this word, and you speak this word only. And you declare the word of the Lord because God formed the world with his words. And God will form your world with his words. But it's, it's his words in your mouth. See, here's what, here's what happened. Ezekiel saw... The, the issue. God spoke to Ezekiel, and then Ezekiel said what God said. So when we talk about our words have power, they have power when we declare God's word. When we declare what God has spoken. And he began to speak under divine inspiration. He began to speak to the bones. Friend, what have you been talking about that you need to start talking to? What, what word from God do you need to begin to stand on and to declare with all of your heart? See, like right now, we're in, a, we're in a middle school. We set up and tear down. We get there, start at 5 a.m., chair, stage, pipe and drape, speakers, screens. I mean, we do the whole thing. Kids, everything. So I'm not complaining about not having a building to my church. I get up every Sunday and talk about how awesome this cafeteria is and how good it smells but what my church doesn't know is that every morning I get in my car and I go talk to empty buildings preacher you're crazy I know but Jesus talked to trees Jesus talked to wind Jesus talked to waves oh man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now so I'm talking to land, I'm talking to property, I'm talking to concrete and metal, and I'm saying in the name of Jesus, the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. I don't know what building's going to open up, but I know God's going to make a way, and we're going to build God a sanctuary, a place where He may dwell. 
that's what I'm prophesying. What do you need to prophesy? What do you need to speak over your child? Because yelling at your child hasn't worked. So keep dragging them to church. Amen. If they want food and shelter, they come to church. Can I get one mama to just say amen? But, but if the fighting isn't work, wait till they're asleep. And then you go sneak into their room with anointing oil. Now, I encourage you to anoint their head, but some of your kids, I mean, they're full of the devil, right? You're like, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Just start at the feet, amen. So if they wake up, they can't scratch you. You know, they can just kick, and you can just roll out of there and get out of the house. I'm one of five siblings. All, all five of us went crazy. All five of us went after the world and backslid. And I can remember nights that I'd wake up and I would think there's been a leak in the roof. But I'd open my eyes and there's my little mama. We're all serving God. We're all in the house of God today. We all love Jesus today. We all got kids in the house of God today. Stop talking about your situation and start declaring, Thus saith the Lord. Let's go. Somebody shout right now. Prophesy to that business. Prophesy over that spouse. Prophesy over those children. Begin to speak to your future. Prophesy. I'm not talking about speaking a Bentley into existence. Come on, we're not talking about foolishness. I'm talking about declaring the word of the Lord. I'm talking about speaking God's word. And God's word will become a highway of holiness on which you and your family begin to walk. And before you know it, your world has been formed by God's word. I got one more. Band, come up. So Ezekiel prophesies. He prophesies and then there's been a breakthrough. There's, there's been a breakthrough. There's been a, there's been a forming. And sadly, I think so many of us stop once there's been a forming. Oh, I got my job. Hallelujah. Oh, I got my raise. Oh, unexpected check in the mail. Whatever it is. And, and, and we stop. Then God says, but Ezekiel, there's one more step. Like, like for me, I'm a church planner. People are actually coming on Sundays. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, you just want. But God didn't tell me to just start another church. He said, hey, buddy, you're a Pentecostal. (laughs) So you're not just planning another church. You're planning a spirit-filled church, a spirit-led church, a church that prays in tongues, a church that goes after God, a church that that believes in miracles. So so am I going to be content because we formed? See, I think so many times we can get that initial breakthrough and we just get satisfied. But God says, God says, there's another step. He said, talk to the wind. Verse 
10. Prophesy to the wind. God is not saying command the Spirit. God is saying speak to the Spirit under divine inspiration. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Invite the wind of the Holy Spirit. Invite the Holy Ghost into your situation for illumination and revelation and direction. Talk to the wind. Because you need the wind, friend. We need the wind. We need the breath of life. Because without the wind, we're just structure. Without the wind, this is just a motivational talk. And without the wind, it's just some really good music. And really good drums. Show off. And, <laughs> and without the wind, this, we just become another thing to do on a Sunday. But with the wind. With the wind, this becomes the house of God. When the wind begins to blow concrete and carpet and wood and steel becomes Bethel. The house of God where angels ascend and descend. With the wind, this structure becomes becomes Exodus 28. Build me a sanctuary where I may dwell. When the wind begin, begins to blow, your, your house becomes a home. And that, that legal contract of marriage becomes a covenant that releases generational blessing. And when the wind begins to blow, what was really hard to do, was really burdensome to do on your own, there's now this, this breath that is on your back and it moves you forward. Friend, when the wind begins to blow, all things become possible. And I need the wind. Anybody need the wind of the Holy Spirit? And God said, talk to the wind. And hear me, friend. If you'll talk to the wind, the wind will talk back. So, so you'll be driving and that person cuts you off in this traffic. And you just want to, you, you forgot you were saved for a second. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then the wind will talk and he'll say, it's not worth it. Amen. And then your spouse does that thing that they do again and again and again. And you just want to, and then. And then, and then, amen. And then, hallelujah. And then the, and the wind will say, let it go. And then ladies, I don't know where, I don't know why it was a miracle, but your husband did the dishes. And, and, and you, and you want to say, well, you should do the dishes. But the wind will speak and say, thank him. Hey, baby, thank you for doing the, you did such a good job. Now he don't know that when he goes to sleep, you're going to have to do them again. Because he didn't, because he didn't scrub and he didn't soak. But you ain't gonna let him know. You go, baby. Thank you so much for you. Oh, you, you're the best husband. You got an S under that shirt. You Superman or what? 
Because the Holy Spirit will make you a better husband and a better wife. He'll make you a better Christian. And the, and the wind will start talking back and he'll say, I wouldn't sign that contract. I wouldn't do business with them. Maybe don't buy this house. Because what you don't know is that he's already preparing something better. See, if you'll talk to the wind, he'll talk back. He said, talk to the wind. Can you stand to your feet? I want you to just throw both hands up like we're in revival. And with your hands up, I just pray for you right now. Holy Spirit, let the very wind of the Holy Ghost blow through this room. In Jesus' name. My God, my God, my God, I pray in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, speak to that couple. Speak to that business leader. Speak to that teenager and clarify your call and your will for their life. God, I'm praying for, for maybe couples. In, I feel that there's couples in this room and you're, you're trying to get pregnant and you need the wisdom of God. I'm just believing that the Holy Spirit's going to talk to you. And he's going to lead you down the right path for that, for that child and what to do with that. I, I feel that for somebody in this room. Jesus, let the wind blow. Holy Spirit, breathe on this place. Holy Spirit, breathe on this place. Breathe, 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 breathe. Front to the back, left to the right, let a refreshing breeze of the Spirit of God blow through this place from the north and the south and east and the west. Breathe life where there's been death. Breathe life where there's been where there's been uh, rotting and dryness. Let the rain of the Spirit of God rain. Let the fire of the Spirit of God fall in Jesus' name. What do I do in a valley, preacher? You you start talking to the Holy Spirit. I need you. I need your wisdom. I need your vision. I need you. Just with, you can put your hands down. If, if, if I'm preaching anybody who's been in a valley, let me just pray for you real quick. I'm believing that God is going to give you the word to talk yourself out of that thing. <laughs> and walk yourself out of that thing into resurrection power. I don't know I don't know where that valley is for you, but you're you're in a valley and you need it tonight's word. Can you lift your hand to heaven? I want to pray for you. Oh God. God, I thank you that you are the God of the mountaintop, but you're the God of the valley. You're with them right here. And your rod and your staff they comfort us. And surely goodness and mercy are following us all the days of our life. God give every person in this room the courage to obey the faith to speak and the trust to rest upon the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name I'm praying for miracles this week this this miracle week of Holy Week let miracles fall like rain from the sky wherever they're needed and we give you the glory in advance for it everybody said amen to that come on Just with your hands down, I want to I pray for one more group. It's only 8.40. We've only been going an hour and 10. 
We're going to be here till 4 a.m., so just get no, just no. Does anybody need Jesus tonight? I just wonder if there is there anyone in this room who maybe you know church. Maybe you know about God, but you don't know God for yourself. Tonight's your night to know Jesus personally, intimately. To not just know about Him, but to know Him. Maybe tonight you would even go as far to say, I believe Jesus is my Savior, but He is not yet my Lord. I've never bowed the knee. I I think I'm going to heaven, but in reality, He's not in charge. I'm, I'm ready to make the exchange. I'm ready to get off the throne. And I'm ready to bow my knee. Jamin, I want forgiveness of sin tonight. I want, I want to be able to sing this song that we're going to sing in a moment. I want to be able to sing it from a real place. And my yesterdays are gone. That, I, that I'm a new creation. That the oldest past. Behold, all things have become new. I need Jesus tonight. I need Jesus. Would you just bow your head and close your eyes? No one moving in this holy moment right there in the overflow room, right there on Facebook. God's talking to people right now. With your head bowed, eyes closed, pray this prayer with me. Everyone on your row is going to pray it. Everyone in front of you and behind you is going to pray it as well. We're going to pray it together. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. I believe you were buried. And on the third day, You rose from the grave. Forgive me of my sin. I turn from my old life. And I turn towards you. Jesus, be Lord of my life. I declare, Jesus is Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer. If you just prayed that prayer. I'm going to count to three. And when I do, you're going to raise your hand. You're not even really raising it to me. You're raising it to God. Here's what you're saying. Hey, God, what I just said, I meant it. And I'm serious. And I'm, and I'm done with this old life. And I'm ready to go after Jesus with all my heart. When I count to three, you raise that hand so quickly, so boldly. You're going to be nervous, 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 and then it's going to go up. And you're going to feel like a million pounds just lifted off your shoulders. And you're going to know you made the right decision. One, two, three. Raise that hand. Raise that hand. Raise that hand. Listen. If you know that you're serious tonight, and this is your night to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life, old is gone. This is it. I want you to just meet me at this altar right here just come out of your seat meet me at this altar quickly come quickly come all through the balcony all through your seats grab your stuff if you got a purse grab it if you got a bible grab it if you got a notebook grab it and meet me right now at this altar quickly come 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 quickly come quickly come quickly come all in the balcony come 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 make the walk right now come 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 Javen that was me I prayed that prayer For the very first time, or I'm coming back to God tonight. Pray for me. Quickly, quickly, come. All in this section over here, come. 
while people are moving I need you to be an evangelist for me and look at your look at your friend on your left and right and say if you need to go down there I'll go with you ask them that right now if you need to go down there I'll go with you and if they say yes you grab them and you, you meet them down here quickly come 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 all through the balcony they're coming up here they're coming over here come on All over here. Give these guys a big clap and say, come, come on. All over here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We're about to sing, okay? You've already prayed, but we're about to sing. We're going to blow the roof off this place and just sing it. But everyone who's down here, look at me real quick. This moment is so important because when you go public, you're not only saying yes to God, but you're, you're leaving the world. You know, imagine if I, if I told my, my wife, Shannon, if I said, honey, I want to marry you, but no ring, no wedding, no change of status on Facebook, no honeymoon. We're going to be married, but it's going to be a heart connection. (laughs) It ain't going to happen. And so we don't just pray a sweet little prayer. We, We make a commitment. And then your next commitment, when you're ready, and your pastors are going to talk to you about it later. But once we've said I do, then we go to the waters of baptism. And we make that public declaration to the world that I've, listen, my old self, I've died. And now I'm coming back in new life. And I want to encourage you, probably even this week, if you can, get water baptized. And and your pastors will talk to you about that later. But this is the biggest day of your life. You're never going to be the same. I want you to, you, all, all you who are down here, lift up your hands. Everyone in the audience, can you stretch your hands this way? Father, I pray that in this sacred moment, you would seal them with the Holy Spirit, securing the eternal work of salvation, the eternal work of Jesus. I pray that this would not just be a penance paid around Easter, but this would be the beginning of a brand new life of serving Jesus with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. I pray for absolute soul transformation in every person who's down here. Let them know by the Holy Ghost that they are a child of God and that they can cry out, Abba, Father, from this day forward, that God is for them and God is with them. And if God is for them, who can be against them? I just thank you for it right now. They will never be the same. They will never be the same. In Jesus' name, now with hands lifted.